Hey guys, welcome to the What I Love About Men podcast. My name is Steph Ganowski, and as a men's coach, I'm on a mission to help men prioritize themselves, take ownership over their challenges, set boundaries in their relationships, and much more, all while adding a female touch and perspective. I hope this podcast helps you. We need you men, and as a woman, I'm rooting for you. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome back to episode 200. Woo! Can't believe I'm still doing this. <laughs> I, I uh, No, actually I can. I remember my first, my first podcast episode was actually on the beach in Santa Monica and I was next to a, like a garbage, uh, <laughs> a garbage can for shade and it was so windy and I was trying to block the wind under a towel and I was like, welcome to my show. I don't know where this is going to go. <laughs> but um, I'm really glad I stuck with it. And I think what allowed me to stick through it, posting consistently twice a week and then, and then once a week, um, has just been pure interest and excitement for what I do and what I help guys with. And it's been really, really fascinating to just hear the same, the same problems in relationships that guys face, but coming from different individuals, which always changes the overall entire situation. So it's really cool. I never get bored with what I do because there's always something different, right? We all have our own thoughts, uh, behaviors, beliefs, backgrounds, insecurities, fears, everything is different. So it's just really cool. I'm really happy to still be doing this and providing value in the areas where I do. And I just want this podcast episode to be about the three top challenges that I've seen for most men in the areas of mental state, communication skills, and confidence. Um, I thought that would be a good way to uh, separate some examples for you under these topics um, because I know that each of you guys struggle in one or more if you're listening to this podcast or you want some more perspective on one or more. Um, So yeah, that's what this, let's let's just dive in. Let's stop talking and just dive into it. So mental. Um, I mean, first of all, what I do is help men become leaders in their relationships with women and themselves. All right. Relationship doesn't necessarily have to be with, uh, with just women. Some guys will come to me and say, Hey, like I'm not ready for a relationship because the way I feel about myself is looks like this. Or this is how I talk to myself. I say A, B, and C. Like what type of woman would be attracted to this? And they have a point. And that's why I do like to tell men, you know, you got to deal with your relationship with yourself before you can add someone else to the equation because you have to be a strong foundation in yourself because what happens if you don't have a strong foundation is you start caving to people, other people's needs. You start settling for people you really don't want to be with. You just you're just because you're unsure of yourself or because, you know, you never really actually knew what you wanted. So therefore, if someone gives you a certain thing, you're just like, okay, I guess this is how life is. And that comes with a lot of resentment and it comes with a lot of blame and it comes with a lot of judgment on self. So I really do always encourage men to pay close attention to your relationship with yourself before getting into a relationship, whether that's getting back into a relationship, say you just got divorced, say you broke up, say you know, she left you for some reason, or you've been single this whole time, get to really understand yourself and your own needs um, before 
adding, like I said, adding someone else to the equation because only you define your own happiness. And if you go searching for a relationship for happiness or for any other needs that you have to understand you can provide for yourself in some way, shape or form, it, it messes everything up. All right. It's, it's gets you into that state of codependency where you now rely on that person for basic needs when you should never have to fully rely, fully rely on a partner for, for meeting your basic needs. Okay, so like I said, let's dive in. We got the areas of mental mental state is number one. Mental state, communication skills, and confidence. So these are the top, top challenges in each of these categories. When it comes to mindset and mental state, um, the majority of men I see live more in a fearful state than they do in an excited, positive state when it comes to their future. And what this often looks like is guys telling me, I I definitely don't want to be unhappy and I don't want to be um, jealous and I don't want to be insecure and I don't want to keep coming across like I'm just the friend and I don't want to be, and the list goes on of what they're trying so hard to avoid because they felt that pain in the past and it makes sense to be on the lookout for the pain so that they can avoid it and not feed into it, right? Or so you'd think. Like You're probably thinking, yeah, you should understand what it looks like so that you know what you don't want and you know what 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 you don't want you're aware of it right but what happens is when you put so much of your energy and focus and first of all I want to say yeah it's important to be aware of what you don't want for sure um but when you put all of your focus and your actual intention on a day-to-day basis is don't be annoyed don't be jealous don't be too needy don't be this you're notice how harsh you are on yourself when you're speaking that way you're kind of like demanding yourself to to do things and coming from a place of weakness. Like those demands are not strengthening you as a man. They're not making you feel better about yourself. If anything, they're making you feel like a weak piece of shit that you have to tell yourself, don't be needy. Like, you know, that doesn't make you feel good overall. So, and because of that, because you talk to yourself that way, what happens? You allow other people to talk to you that way. You seek relationships where other people talk that way or treat you that way. Um, you start attracting women who talk down to you because you talk down to yourself. And this is why I say the relationship with yourself is so important to, to get solid first. Um, you have to know how to, how you want to be talking yourself up, talking yourself up, (laughs) like positively encouraging yourself. And if say you are needy and you know that you're a needy guy, what is the, what would you say? I want you to ask yourself the opposite of instead of saying, don't be so needy when it when it comes to you going on a date or being with your partner who maybe told you you're, you're being a little needy, instead of telling yourself that, what is the opposite? Like, what do you want to be? And put more of your focus and intention on what the opposite is in positive form. So if the negative is needy, don't be needy. That's what you're telling yourself not to do. What are you telling yourself to do? Because the brain doesn't know and can't act on what it doesn't know. It can't act on what it doesn't know. And you're not describing. Does that make sense? So if you're telling yourself, don't do this, the main topic is what your mind hears and you end up doing that because that's the direction you're giving your mind, therefore your actions. So get really clear on what the opposite is. If you're not needy, maybe for you, and this probably varies with everyone. I mean, it definitely varies. The opposite of neediness is maybe confidence or secure or... Um, 
you know, whatever you fill in the blank, whatever it means to you. And when you, when you ask yourself, all right, well, what would it look like if I reacted in a secure way? All right, well, maybe next time, next time my girlfriend gets up when we're watching a movie and she starts doing the dishes instead of cuddling with me right away, I'll just, I'll understand in my head that, oh, she's trying to keep our apartment clean or she's trying to, you know, it's, it's seeking out a way where you can feel secure about that relationship where maybe in the past you were like, she doesn't care about me. She doesn't want me. She doesn't need me. You know, instead of allowing your thoughts to go there, you get to create new thoughts. You get to create a new interpretation and a new perspective that gives you security. Okay. So if you're, but that only comes, that secure action only comes when you tell yourself to be more secure. That secure action doesn't come when you tell yourself, don't be needy. Does that make sense? Hope so. Cause I can't hear your response, but, <laughs> um, so yeah, that has been my main, um, takeaway working with men, especially in the mindset department. And obviously I work with a lot of guys who have negative thoughts and, um, get caught up in these negative feedback loop patterns, which lead to habits that are negative habits that they just get stuck in and they can't get out of. And, you know, there's a whole different, there's a whole realm of different challenges that come from, from, uh, your, your mental state, but this seems to be the big one. It's focus guys. So I really want you to ask yourself right now, when it comes to focusing on what you want, how clear are you about what you actually want versus what you don't? Because it is very often that men are super clear and can describe in detail what they hate and what they're annoyed with and what they're frustrated by. And they can't do so much describe in detail what they actually want to look like. They'll say, oh, well, I want it to be, I want us to be good. And that's their like description of what they want. So what's the more descriptive, understanding, clear side? It's the negative side. So that's, that's the side your mind and your brain and your actions are going are gonna to go by. So think of it like that. Like, what am I more clear about? Because that's most likely what I'm going to take action on. We take action when we're certain. That's that. But the more you break down action steps, the more you know, I mean, the more certain you are or the more you, yeah, the more you of an understanding you have of something. And then you say, all right, well, number one action step would be this. Like the more, the more you take, the more you do it, right? Cause you're clear like, all right, well, this is the next step. I can do that. Okay, let's go. And then it just becomes easy that way. So you got to reprogram your mind. And I'd love to help you do this. Obviously reach out to me if this is something you need help with, because what happens is a, lot, is a lot of guys get stuck in their head and stuck in their patterns. And because they don't get called out on their bullshit, they just continue back in the negative spiral and then they get frustrated again. So in order to get you out, it often takes a listening ear and someone who can catch it for you and say, hey, look what you're doing. Look what you're doing. That looks a little bit like your old ways, right? That looks, the, that looks a little bit like your mindset's going in this direction. Do we want it to go there? And it's very, it's that clarity that you need. And it's that person calling you out sometimes that you need. All right, let's go to communication skills. So the main challenge I see for men under communication skills is they avoid communicating out of fear of insecurity. All right, out of insecurity, like you're insecure. A lot of guys are just insecure that they don't, they haven't practiced their communication skills. 
Um, so therefore, because they feel like they're sucky communicators or she always tells them, you're not listening to me or you don't understand me or you don't get it. And they always get that. They're more likely to just ignore the situation, throw their hands up in the air, say, you know what? I give up, whatever. And walk away, um, get defensive, maybe get aggressive sometimes, raise their voice, um, stay silent. These are all ways that men avoid communicating out of insecurity. They feel, they know that they don't have the skills. Therefore, you know, they feel like they just should. And I just made a post on Instagram about this today that like so many guys allow their ego to get in the way and they just assume I should know this. You know, I'm the man in the relationship. I should know what she wants. I should know how she feels. I should know what to do next all the time without communicating. (laughs) For some reason, you think it's like you should just know without actually listening to the other person that's maybe part of the decision or part of the relationship. And and um, because you have that assumption, it's easy for you guys to to just become very insecure when you're put in a place where you don't know what to say. And you want to avoid that place when you don't know what to say because it's uncomfortable and it makes you feel less of a man or it makes you feel weak or it's just, yeah, it's just super uncomfortable. So you don't want to be there. So you avoid it and you find any way you can to avoid it. And then sometimes you make excuses, good excuses for why you are avoiding it. And, you know, so when it comes to this, I want you to be open to learning more about communication and more about your partner and really asking more questions. And if she seems in a certain mood and she comes out you blaming you for something, instead of defending yourself right off the bat and saying, I never do that or I didn't do that, you're crazy, just try to understand her. You know, try to really understand, like, it seems like you're really hurt right now, or it seems like you're really angry with me right now. Is it, is it because you wish I did this? And, and try to just ask questions, because if you're actually trying to hear her out and trying to communicate in a way that's effective and trying to get to the root of what she needs from you, then that's what she's looking for. You know, like, we all just want our needs to be heard we, and met. But first they have to be heard. And if you don't have communication skills in order to hear someone's needs and actually listen for them, then where are you going to go? You're never going to meet your partner's needs. You're never going to meet your own needs if you can't express what you need. That's communication too. Communication isn't just about listening. It's about expressing your own thoughts and needs as a human. And, you know, going back to what I said in the beginning, I said you shouldn't rely on your partner for, for all of your basic needs but there are needs to be met in a romantic in a romantic a romantic relationship okay that you know some people have needs that need to be met by a partner to a certain extent and maybe they can fulfill those needs up to a certain point by themselves but they need a partner to fully fulfill them um then that needs to be addressed you need to let your partner know your partner can't do what they don't know and what happens is men Women do this too, but I'm talking to you guys. Um, men will become resentful of their female partner because they they feel like, you know, she's not meeting my needs. She's not doing this for me. And then you stay, but you stay silent. And then that resentment grows and grows. But what you really have to ask yourself is, is this, am I playing a part in this? Am I playing a part in my needs not getting met because I'm not communicating effectively so that my partner actually knows what my needs are and how to meet my needs? You know, can I take ownership of any of this? 
Can I take ownership over the fact that my needs are not being met to the extent I want them to be met by my partner? Because it's not all up to them. If they don't know what to do, they can't do it. If they don't know what you need, they can't give you it. So it takes two, right? And we can't just expect our partners to be these mind readers. Um, all right, so don't avoid. If you have trouble communicating, um, don't just look at it like, well, she sucks at communicating too. We both suck. Like you can make a huge difference just by you becoming a better communicator, just by you more empathetically and compassionately listening and responding will most likely get more of that in return if your partner is open to growing and learning as well. All right. But at least if you're doing your best in communicating and you're trying to get to the bottom of the needs and you're being as clear as possible, then at least you can walk away knowing you did your best. And you don't have to walk away feeling like blaming her and, you know, feeling like, oh, it was all her fault. And like, you have all this anger. It's like when you come from a, from a place of learning the skill sets and then understanding what it looks like when someone isn't open to learning the skills or isn't open to actually communicating, you have a more empathetic viewpoint and there is so much less anger leaving, walking away from that relationship and from that person because you just kind of feel bad for them. It's like, I just feel bad they can't communicate it. And that's something they're really going to struggle with. And it's could be something you're struggling with right now if you're listening to this. And you're like, damn, I really need to take ownership over the fact my communication skills are not where I want them to be because my needs are not getting met and I'm feeling resentful of my wife or of my girlfriend And I blame her when I really shouldn't blame her because I'm not communicating effectively as I could if I was to prioritize more of these skill sets. So that's another thing, obviously, I work on with guys. And what I do with my clients is, I think, so effective because I put them in a seat of role play where it's like, all right, let's go back to a situation where you know, you felt so uncomfortable communicating and you just walked away. Tell me what that situation was like. What did she say that made you want to walk away? And they'll take me through that experience and retell the story. And then I'll say, all right, so based on the skills I just talked to you about, which I'll give them like a little crash course beforehand, how would you react differently moving forward? And they'll have a completely different response. And I'll adjust, I'll make adjustments to their response, but they'll tell me, And then I'll pretend to be the girl and I'll say something else and then they'll react in a way that listens and takes ownership and, and also is clear in communication and also sets boundaries, you know? So it's very effective because by working with a woman like me who has no judgment and understand where, understands where you guys are coming from and also, um, you know, I'm not in, I'm not a part of your romantic relationship, so So it's not, you know, there's none of that insecurity coming into play or that hesitation. It's just, it's just a conversation where you can actually practice, seek improvement, feel the improvement, and then feel confident going into your relationship when it comes to difficult conversations. So that's something I really pride myself on when it comes to working with me. And my guys see such amazing results just because they actually get to practice. It's not like, you know, they're being thrown out to the wolves to, to new random women and they have to like try all this shit. It's like, all right, let me run it through with you and let me make adjustments along the way and just point out things to you that maybe you can improve on and see if you agree with me. They almost always agree with me. So it's really cool. It's really interesting. But yeah, so the main point of communication skills is the challenge. The main challenge there 
is men tend to avoid out of insecurity of not having the communication skills that they they want or desire or need in order to have their needs met. All right, number three. Number three is confidence. So something really interesting. This is a really cool one uh, because I've been hearing it so often and my coach took me through this thought process last year, my business coach. And it's the concept of, I just want to be myself. And so many guys will tell me this. It's so funny how this is just a go-to statement. I just want to be myself on dates. I just want to be, because I'll always ask on my calls, what do you want? You know, what are you, what are you after? I know the problem, but like, what are you after? I just want to be myself. I just want to be vulnerable, authentic. I want to be myself. And they'll say, all right, well, tell me, like, go back to your problem again. Let's talk about your problem. Well, I'm always like judging women before I see them. I am not happy. I have this negative mindset. I'm always bringing myself down. Like, I feel like I'm not good enough because my previous partner kept cheating on me and actually told me that I wasn't as desirable as I once was. And, and they'll tell me all this shit, right? And then I'm like, all right, so go back to what you want. I want to be myself. What the fuck? Why would you want to be that? That being yourself in this situation at this stage of life isn't working for you. Can you see that? I don't mean to like curse or get into it. I just get excited about this topic. Um, <laughs> so isn't that, isn't that cool though, guys? It's a cool realization to see. You want to be yourself, but when you look at yourself, when you look at your current self, your mindset's shot, your communication skills suck. You can't communicate with your partner. You're getting all insecure when she responds to you. You're super defensive. That's your current self. So why would you continue to want to be that? There's no, that's not going to separate you. And what you want to think of when you have a goal is that there's your current state, your current situation. Then in the middle, there's a big gap. And at the end, there's your desired situation. And if your current situation matches is the same shit as the desired situation, you're going nowhere, right? You're going in circles. And that's why so many of these guys who say, I want to be myself, all I want to do is be myself. If you have that intention, yeah, you're going to keep being yourself, but look at what yourself is. It's not to say you're a bad guy. It's not to say you suck. It's not to say you're not worth it or, you know, whatever. But you have to create a new self, in order to get what you want that's a different outcome. Because if you do the same things and you sit in the same identity and you hold yourself the same way and you have the same thoughts and you have the same beliefs and you take the same action, you're going to get the same shit out of life. So you can't be yourself. You have to look at a way of designing or reframing your identity in order to get what you want. You have to become something different or someone different if you want something different out of your life. Because think about it, if you think about an experience where you achieve something that you didn't think you could do, most likely you changed your habits. Most likely you changed your thoughts around those things. You changed your actions because you changed your thoughts. And then you got that thing and you were like, shit, I didn't think someone like me could do that. But then you look back and you're like, you're proud of all that hard work you put in. And you're like, shit. All right, it makes sense that I got it though. I deserve that because I did this, 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 and that. And most likely in some way, those actions and those new thoughts and frames of mind 
altered you as an individual and brought you into a new identity. Okay? I know with me, when I was training for my bikini competition, I took on such an intense focus and I've never worked so hard in my life on my body. Like, I just like, I was super disciplined and I... You know, I I remember going to the movies with my friends and bringing string beans because I couldn't eat the popcorn. And I would like, I wouldn't eat one grain of rice outside of my food plan. And I would, I had to hide and work out when my boss wasn't looking. I was a fitness trainer, but I would have to train for so long that it was like going beyond my shift. So I would hide behind the treadmill, behind the plant. I would have, I would only use the treadmill behind the big plant so they couldn't see me. Like I did so, <laughs> I did so many things to make sure that I reached my goal that normal stuff wouldn't usually do. But I knew that if I wanted that trophy, it was going to take someone who was at a level above me because me working at the same pace I've always worked at wouldn't get me a trophy for being a, comp- a bikini competitor. I had to step up my game in fitness. I had to level up. And that meant leveling up my mind. That meant leveling up my beliefs about myself and being worthy of that trophy. That meant leveling up my body by getting two hours of workouts in minimum a day. Like that, instead of going out with my friends on the weekend, I had to be on the step at the Stairmaster for an hour, like at 11 at night if I didn't get it in. Like that's what had to, there were sacrifices being made, right? And we all have these experiences where we put in sacrifice and we change the way we think and feel. And then we get the outcome. And like, I did get that trophy because every day when I trained, I would visualize me on stage with the trophy. And I knew that the actions were not, were not the usual actions that normal stuff would take. It was a level up. So I knew I was going to get something different. And that's when we start seeing a change, guys. When we start aligning our thoughts, our mind, our beliefs, our visuals with what we want. And we are so much more likely to get it. And this goes back to the first point I made about mental state is focus. What are you focused on? And does it match with what your current reality is? Most likely it does. Most likely if you're talking down to yourself right now, your external external reality probably isn't pleasing you as much. (laughs) Right? Usually when your thoughts are really good, you kind of look at life in a way, in a perspective where it's like, all right, I'm happy with my life. And it doesn't matter how much money you have or where you live or the things you own. It's not about that. It's just the external and internal is a reflection of each other. Okay? But you need to be focused on what you want. And you have to understand that if you tell yourself, I just want to be myself, but yourself is what's gotten you into the current situation you're in, then no, you can't be yourself. You should have that intention of, I want to be a man who has A, B, and C. I want to be a man who thinks like A, B, and C. I want to be a man who behaves like this. I want to be a man who walks like this and talks like this and and works with people like this and surrounds himself in an environment like this. That's what I want. That's the man I want to be. And it doesn't mean you're you're looking at yourself like not a good person. You're just looking at the next level of you which is awesome. You know, I was like, I was just out something last night and I was saying the, you know, the ingredient to happiness is in my opinion, like the main ingredient is growth. If you're progressing in life and you see change and you're getting better as yourself, as a person, then that's, there's no better feeling in my opinion. You know, I always say if we're not growing, we're dying because if you're just 
staying stagnant in your life and nothing's changed think of a year when just nothing changes at all like you don't improve in anything you know you don't make any more friends you don't get better at the sport you're a part of you know you don't you you don't get better at your hobby like you your relationship with your parents still sucks it's still the same and it's it's you just you just when you have that and you fall into that that place of just habitually being in the same place that's when you start being a victim in life and you start just blaming life in general and you know i have some guys say to me like i guess like i'm just not meant to be happy in life like when guys say that i honestly want to be like shut the fuck up and get in control of your life that's like my initial reaction what i want to say to them and of course i don't but it's just like do not play the victim game because it gets you nowhere and i don't feel bad for you you know, it's, you're screwing your, your own life up and your own thoughts up. You get to create your own life. You get to create whatever the hell you want. And I remind myself of this every day. And most mornings I do tell myself that I'm like, Steph, you get to create whatever you want. You get to create your own life. And then I look at my past experiences of how I created exactly what I wanted and how it was all because of me. Because I took the action and I decided I wanted that thing so bad, so I got it. And you have to back it up too. Sometimes saying it and backing it up is so much more powerful than just saying like, I'm the creator of my own life. And this is what's powerful about affirmations, guys. And you may think they're stupid, but like when you tell yourself a statement with very, with so much conviction and, and pride and confidence you start believing it because you start brainwashing yourself to believe that thing. If you say something every day to yourself, it is added to your, your reticular activating system in your brain gets notified, hey, this is an important thought. Let's keep this in the mind because stuff is always bringing it up. So keep it to the front of the mind, right? That's how the brain works. We can't focus on everything in life. Our brain would explode. There's way too much information being received. So our brain puts a filter on itself called the reticular activating system, the RAS, and it filters what we prioritize and what we don't. That's why like when you when you see when you buy a new car, you start seeing the car everywhere because now your filter for that car you know is changed to the point where it's like, "All right, I'm very focused on getting this car." Then your brain looks for the car and subconsciously it looks for it and then you become consciously aware of it. And that's how that works. It works with everything. So for instance, when I talk about affirmations, and I always have my clients use affirmations at certain points in time whenever I know it will benefit them. Most of them, most of them do it every day, at least like one or two. I do about like 15 a day. Um, but when it comes to that, what is it? It's repetition of a statement and a belief that you tell yourself every single day. And that's going to filter in your brain as well. And your brain is going to say, all right, well, this is always on the mind. Let's keep this. You know, we got to look for evidence in the world that proves this to be right. Because she keeps saying it. So we got to, we got to believe it and we got to look for ways to believe it. So we got to seek the evidence subconsciously and then call it to Steph's attention. Isn't this cool? Like that's how you create your fucking life. (laughs) Like you get to choose, you get to choose. And, and so many people choose negative outlooks just because they feel like a victim or they feel weak and they allow, 
you know, they allow their habits to just take over their mind when really you're in control. Your mind is in control. Don't let your body and the habits of your physical state just take over. You know, at at 8 p.m., if you sit down and watch Netflix every night, but you're unhappy with your life, maybe it's time to challenge yourself and say, all right, I'm in control. No Netflix tonight. I'm reading this book or I'm watching this informative video that I've been wanting to watch that I keep avoiding. That's what you got to do. And it's going to suck at first. And it's going to be really uncomfortable. And guess what's going to happen? You're going to say, this doesn't feel like me. This doesn't feel right. And that's what happens. And then you fall back into the self-fulfilling pattern of who you are. Because you tell yourself, I just want to be myself. So then what happens? You start turning on Netflix at 8 p.m. And then you get upset that life hasn't changed. You didn't do anything to make it change right? So that's the dilemma there. There's the contradiction between people. And this is why so many people can't reach their goals because they want to, they always want to feel like themselves and feel comfortable. So whenever it comes to taking new action that the next version of them would take, they don't feel like they're not fully in that version of themselves yet. So they pull back and they're like, this doesn't feel like me. Or like, I feel off. I'm going to like, I'm just going to like chill tonight. Or, you know, I don't feel that doesn't sound like me. Mm." If you're trying to not be you or you're trying to get to the next version of you, then it shouldn't feel like you. It shouldn't. It should be hard. It should feel awkward. It should feel uncomfortable. It should be kind of weird. It should throw you off. It should make you feel like something's missing. You know, I got in a habit of watching Netflix uh, every night. And when I switched from Netflix to doing my night routine and going to bed earlier, I felt weird. I felt like something was missing. And I was like, wait, I feel like I need... I feel like it's just Netflix is part of my part of my schedule. Like I need to watch it. <laughs> like there was just this like craving, but it's that addiction of habit. And you got to fight that addiction. So so yeah, I think like I said reaffirming and giving yourself evidence of past events is very helpful. For instance, if you want to remind yourself, you know, I'm the creator of my life, you can remind yourself like for For example, when I was, and like I just shared with you, when I was training to be a bikini competitor, you know, I really wanted to win that trophy and I really fucking wanted it. Like I didn't go in with that mentality of, oh, well, everyone's a winner. And I was like, no, I'm going to fucking win this thing. Like I was so hardcore about it. Like people were afraid of me because I was just so hardcore. And I won. Or I came in top three. The top three girls got their pro card out of 75 girls. And I was one of them. And that was just like such a cool moment. And it wasn't because I won, but it was because of all the effort I put in and just telling myself, you're going to do this stuff and you're going to do whatever it takes to get there. And, you know, same thing when I paid off all my debt. I've never been so focused. Every dollar I earned, I would put towards my debt, like dollar. If I got like, if I found like $2, that would go in my bucket and then I would deposit it once a week and then that would go towards the debt. Like every single thing. I was such a penny pincher for like, for like a bit, like a year. And I worked five jobs and I hustled my ass off and I paid a shit ton of debt by myself because I had that mentality of, I'm going to do this. Here's my plan. Here's what I see happening. This is the sacri- These are the sacrifices I have to make. This is what I have to believe about myself. This is how I have to act. This is how I have to think. All right, I'm doing it. Go. And it was like, once again, getting myself out of my, myself and leveling up to a person who would be able to pay off the debt because current stuff and her habits wouldn't be able to do it. So I had to find a version of stuff that would. 
Now, it doesn't mean I didn't love current stuff. It was just like, all right, but I want this now. So how do I change my identity and shift my identity to not be myself so that I can get these things? Okay. And then, you know, also an example of like me moving to New York. Uh, I just moved to New York City from California and I don't know anyone here. So I was like, shit, I need to socialize. Like it's not healthy to just be alone all the time. <laughs> like, but how do I make friends? Because I'll be in my building and we'll be wearing masks in the elevator for two minutes. That's not a very easy way to meet people. You know, restaurants are all shut down. I can't go to any bars. Um, all the clubs and like meetups and stuff are not going on. So how the hell do I meet people? And then I found out that there was a Bumble Friends app. And I was like, what? So I went on and I found all these other girls that were like, oh, I just moved to New York and I, I want a group of girlfriends. It's really hard with the pandemic. And I just like, I heard about Bumble BFF from someone, I think. And then I saw that and I was like, well, this is kind of weird, but these girls are in the same position as me and they look really cool and they're like, they're active and like some of them are entrepreneurs and like, I just got excited and I was like, wait, this is like, this is weird though. Like I've never done this before. And I was like, okay, well, have I ever moved to New York before and been in this situation? No. Like, do I really want friends right now? Yeah. So what's it going to take? It's going to take me doing something that I find kind of weird and not really myself and going on with it. And even when it came to meeting up with the girls, I wanted to cancel. Like the morning of, I wanted to cancel my first meetup so bad with one of the girls. I was like, and I, we hit it off through text, but I was just like, this is weird. This isn't me. And then I had to catch myself and say, you know what? This isn't me. And right now I don't have any friends here. So do I want to be exactly like me? Or do I want to take action and be the ideal version of myself that would attract more friends? And I said, all right, I'm doing this. And now I met up with like four girls already and I'm talking to three more. <laughs> Everyone's laughing at me for doing bubble friends. But like, that's the thing. You just have to go out of your way. And like, I, I, I have a group, I have girlfriends who I could just you know, call and text and say, hey, let's grab a drink. Hey. And like, we're super cool. We totally hit it off. And it was like taking that step of discomfort and that, oh, this doesn't feel like me or this is weird to, hey, what do I want? Does this align with what I want? Yes. Do I see an ideal outcome here? Yes. Okay. Give it a fucking shot. See what happens. And then most likely when you have that ideal outcome that matches, it's going to work out. So you just got to do it. But you can't go into it with the thought process of this isn't me or this feels weird. It's supposed to feel weird. If you've never got it before in life, if you never attracted it, if you never tried it, yeah, it's going to feel weird. You never did it, obviously. You know, so we have to get, we have to get clear on that. And I think that's, that's what gives us confidence, you know, because when we can, um, you know, when we know what we, sorry guys, I honestly got so distracted because Pico just farted so bad and I'm like trying not to sniff and talk and he's laying right next to me and he's so cute and he has a stomach ache. So, oh fuck. Okay. Um, I honestly lost my train of thought. Hold on. <laughs> okay. So I was saying, this is why guys who think, um, you know, I need to be myself. I just want to be myself. Um, and then they don't, you know, they, they don't end up getting what they want because their, their self doesn't align with what they want now. They lose trust in themselves too. That's a big thing because guys think, oh, if I'm, my, if I'm myself, then I'll get what I want. And then they be themselves and then they don't get it. And they're like, I suck. 
when it's really, you know, that's not allowing yourself to build trust or confidence in yourself. We build trust and confidence when we try something and we see progression and we notice the progression or we follow through with our word, right? That's when we build trust in ourselves. That's when we build confidence. But if we tell ourselves we're going to do something and then we back away because we're like, oh, it feels kind of weird and we just don't do it, we lose trust. It goes in the opposite direction and we become a very untrustworthy person because we don't trust ourselves. So we start not trusting other people and then other people get a weird vibe that they can't trust us. And it's just like, it doesn't work and it doesn't make you a confident man. Okay. So you really want to get clear on like, all right, what do I want in life? And who's the ideal person that's going to align with what I want? What is that person? How's that person act, think, behave? What actions do they take? Because that's what I have to start aligning with. Even if it feels weird, even if it's uncomfortable, you just have to do it because that's the only way to level up. We're constantly, and we're constantly doing that, guys. We're shifting our identity. I mean, if you if you are a person who's, who's growing and focusing on growth, then you are constantly shifting your identity and changing your actions and changing your thoughts. At least that's how I feel. I feel every single year... You know, I feel bad for people who are like, oh, I'm getting another year older. Like, I'm so old. It's like, the way I look at it is I'm so excited for the years to come because every single year I get better. Every single year I progress in all areas of my life. Health, wealth, love, and happiness. And as long as there's progression and growth, there's no regret. There's just excitement because you're like, shit, what else is coming? You know, like, Especially when you actually believe you're creating your own future, you're like, oh yeah, this is what's coming. I'm super pumped for the future. And that's how I feel because I know what's in my future and I'm so fucking excited for it because I'm creating it and I know it's going to happen because I'm in charge. And that's how you have to think too. All right. So, woo, went off on a tangent on that last one, but I think everything was aligned with what I was saying, you know, when it comes to the main challenges of mindset, communication skills, and confidence. These are the main examples or main challenges from each of these topics um, that I wanted to share on episode 200. I wanted to make this special episode with a lot of passion and a lot of focus. And I think I did that. Um, I hope you guys resonate with this. And just know that these are the topics I work with men on in order to become leaders in their relationships with themselves and with women. So if you're interested in learning more about my coaching or working with me and you're just ready, you're like, all right, I'm ready to stop putting this shit aside. I need, you know, I need some accountability. I need a personalized plan of action and let's go. I'm ready to do it. I'm committed then let's get on the phone and talk, okay? So I'll leave the link below as always in the description where you could reach out to me and get further information or you could fill out a form to schedule a call with me and we could strategize how I can help you through your specific challenges. All right, guys, if you have not yet, please leave a rating and review on iTunes. I forget to ask this, um, but please do it. If you're getting value from these podcasts and they're really helping you, I would so much appreciate that. It would be awesome. So that is it for the episode. Have an amazing morning, evening, or night, wherever you are in the world. Talk to you soon.